This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord welcoming you to the Word of the Lord. America does not need an Orwellian ministry of truth, and silencing conservatives will not be allowed. I'll have more on this in a minute, but first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. I met Mike Lindell. He fit me for my very own my pillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. And, of course, they're made in the good old USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time, because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow, regularly $69.98, for only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now, Joe Biden hadn't been sworn in yet, and the move was on to silence conservatives. Here's a small list. CNN is trying to get television cable companies to shut down Fox, Newsmax, and One America News by removing them from their platforms. Oliver Darcy, CNN's left-wing media critic, has been demanding that cable operators drop Newsmax, and Newsmax is reporting this part here because Newsmax is currently carried by every major system in the nation. It's also stream-free by most OTT platforms and devices. And Newsmax goes on to quote, this. We are going to have to figure out the OANN, One American News, and Newsmax problem, Alex Stamos, a former Facebook chief security officer, told CNN's Brian Selter. These companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, and such, bringing them into tens of millions of homes. And Newsmax finishes, in a brazen call for censorship, Stamos echoed CNN, demand conservative voices and news outlets be blacklisted and closed out of cable television and the Internet. Lowe's Hotel canceled a fundraiser for Missouri Senator Josh Hawley at their Orlando Hotel. Uh, That being because he had the guts to stand on the floor of the United States Senate and defend the integrity of the American election system and the U.S. Constitution. Simon & Schuster canceled a book contract with Senator Hawley that is titled, appropriately enough, The Tyranny of Big Tech. Forbes magazine editor Randall Lane issued a threat to private companies not to hire any members of the Trump administration or the magazine will investigate them. Over 200 authors, publishers, and editors have demanded that no publisher accept a book proposal from anyone who served in the Trump administration. Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's refuse to now carry the products of MyPillow because of company founder Mike Lindell's very public support of President Trump. 
And there's more of this garbage out there. So let's be blunt and talk about what America is seeing unfold here. This is, and I'll put it plainly, fascism. It is a deliberate effort to silence conservatives. It is the proverbial middle finger being given to the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump. This is the stuff of dictatorship. And if you don't believe me, catch this story from the New York Post. The headline read, AOC says Congress may form commission to, quote, rein in, unquote, media after Capitol riot. And this is, of course, about Congressman Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She, recall, is a proud socialist. The story quotes her this way, quote, There is absolutely a commission that's being discussed, but it seems to be more investigating in style rather than truth and reconciliation, she said. I do think that several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up media literacy. Don't you love that phrase? Because that is part of what happened here, Ocasio-Cortez went on. We're going to have to figure out how we rein in our media environment so you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation, she said, unquote. So you got that? Ocasio-Cortez wants a government commission to rein in our media. Now, where have we heard of this kind of thing before? That's right, from George Orwell's 1984 with its government-run Ministry of Truth, which, of course, was not about the truth. Yet as unerring as Orwell was with his fiction, it was fiction. But in fact, what AOC is proposing has been a regular feature of one dictatorship after another over the decades. So let's focus on one of those dictatorships, Benito Mussolini's Italian fascist. Over there at the Libertarianism site, attorney David D'Amato, a policy advisor to the Future of Freedom Foundation and the Heartland Institute, as well as a frequent contributor to countless conservative publications, has penned a seriously relevant historical piece titled Mussolini and the Press. D'Amato writes... A gifted propagandist, acutely conscious of the relationship between political power and optics, Mussolini established a high commission for the press in the spring of 1929. Insisting that the commission would not interfere with the freedom of the press, Mussolini's keeper of the seals, Alfredo Rocco, nevertheless maintained an exception for, quote, any activity contrary to the national interest, unquote faithfulness to the fatherland, naturally assuming the position of ultimate importance. Journalists were, like all other professions, encouraged to see their occupation as one of many forms of service to the nation, to participate actively in the education and inculcation of the Italian people. Recall now that Mussolini saw himself as a revolutionary and his government as a living embodiment of transformative new ideas. The transmittal of these ideas, writes D'Amato, and relatedly the cultivation of a soldierly esprit de corps was, to Mussolini's mind, a primary responsibility of the Italian press. No such idea of adversarial journalism, of subjecting the actions of the state to investigation and scrutiny, was to infect the minds of the nation's newspapers, writers, and editors. Rather, Mussolini contended that, quote, Fascism requires militant journalism, unquote. The country's newspapers presenting themselves as a solid block committed to the cause and obscuring or outright burying any fact or story antithetical to it. Even more than post-factum censorship, D'Amato writes, Mussolini favored this kind of proactive steering of the press, hardly subtle and clearly defining his expectations as both military and civilian leader of the people. 
in fascist Italy, social and political pressures, and the resultant self-policing by the media were at least as important as actual legal prescriptions, probably much more important. Having been a writer and editor himself, Mussolini understood the power of ideas generally and the written word in particular. As early as 1923, his government had proposed comprehensive censorship legislation, shades of AOC, and he was particularly intent on prohibiting or otherwise controlling the publications of rival parties. In other words, in other words, I'm saying that right now, a United States Congresswoman is echoing not just Orwell's novel about a fascist ministry of truth. She's echoing the hard historical reality of Mussolini's fascist High Commission for the Press. When she says there is absolutely a commission that's being discussed, we're going to have to figure out how we rein in our media environment so you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Unquote. Now, also, note this from the D'Amato column, where he says Mussolini's fascists, quote, conducted violent raids on bookstores, quote, unquote. Now, check this story from uh, recently out of Portland, Oregon. Here's the headline from Reason, quote, Antifa demands Powell stop selling Andy No's book, forces store to close early, unquote. The story says this. Far-left activists surrounded Powell's books in Portland on Monday and demanded the store stop selling unmasked inside Antifa's radical plan to destroy democracy, a book about Antifa written by Andy No, and he spells his last name N-G-O. The protest forced the store to close early. Powell's announced that it would not carry the book in its physical store as a result, though it will still be available for purchase online. Which is to say, the attack on Powell's bookstore is exactly out of the Mussolini blueprint for a fascist country. Add on to this all those countless attempts over the years to get Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or Laura Ingram off the air, the repeated efforts to bully their advertisers and those of Rush Limbaugh to forcibly silence all of them. This, my fellow Americans, is a very, very dangerous moment for free speech. It is nothing less than outright fascism, endorsed by bullies in all manner of places, from the Lowe's hotel chain to Bed Bath & Beyond and Cole's department store, from writers and editors and publishers, from, of all places, CNN, and more. It has been going on in fits and starts for years, and it is time, past time, to stand up for freedom of speech and a free press. So, keep tuning in to your favorite conservatives. Make a point of watching conservative networks. Make a point of tuning in to your favorite conservative commentator. Let the big corporations that are using their power to silence a Mike Lindell or Senator Josh Hawley know that you will no longer patronize them. We are all in this together. Thanks for listening, and keep checking in at my own website, The Jeffrey Lord, where, I assure you, our freedoms will be defended. Thanks. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.